0: Hour two of the WRSU crew. Minder, we air Monday to Thursday, six to eight, Fridays, four to six. We're here with you for another hour. Eddie Colleghi, Gideon Fox, Brett Hahn, Jack Basea, and Dylan Allen. Well, there are a lot of sports fan bases and teams that people just don't like. And some don't like certain ones, some don't like others. And this bracket lets you really figure out which teams you dislike the most. So, uh, Jack, give us a little background here uh, from the at the Sports Polar, the yeah. 2023 most hated team in sports.
1: So I've actually uh, followed this account for a couple years now. They've done this, like, every March with uh, most hated teams in sports. And this year, I just figured uh it'd be pretty funny if we had it on Wednesday crew and just filled it out for all of us. Because who doesn't love filling out brackets? Like, it's, it's one of the best things ever. Like, it could be the NCAA tournament. It could be... Most hated teams in sports. It could be rap madness. I don't know if you guys follow in the Instagram accounts on Twitter that or Instagram that's doing like a, a rapper like rapper uh, March Madness. So it's always fun to fill it out. Um, and yeah, I got got all the all the boys on Wednesday crew copy. Da's filling his out right now. I know Brett, Giddy, and Eddie have it all figured out right now. So what we're gonna do is we're not gonna waste your time and say go one by one. You know in. The one seed Astros versus the 16 seed Padres. I have the Astros. Brett, who do you have? Like, we're not going to do this for the next hour. So, we're going to have um, the Elite Eight, we're going to have the, our final four picks, and we're going to have our champions. And I'm sure there'll be some banter around there because I could tell you already there's some represented teams in uh, this WRSU crew that are on my, going deep into my tournament. So, who wants to kick it off?
0: I will. So, yes, there are, whoever designed this bracket, there are some weird matchups here that don't really, it doesn't really parallel at least what you'd think is the most hated versus the least. First of all.
1: I agree. For example,
0: the Yankees and the Red Sox are a first round matchup. The Boston Red Sox are a 16 seed. The Boston Red Sox are hated by every (laughs) Yankee fan, and there are a lot of Yankee fans out there. The Red Sox and the Sacramento Kings are the same seed. Who hates the Sacramento Kings?
1: I should also give a brief overview of the bracket. So there's four regions, as there is in... Uh, the NCAA tournament. So there's Houston Astros region. The Houston Astros are the one seed in that region. Duke basketball, the number two seed. Um, And then there is the Lakers region. The Lakers are the one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs are the number two seed. Also featured in that bracket is the Eagles and Giants. Then there's a Dallas Cowboys region. The Cowboys are the one seed. LeBron by himself is a number two seed. Uh, I always find that's always my favorite part of the bracket, just seeing his name there. Uh, yeah, LeBron as himself is a team in this bracket. And then there's a Yankees bracket, as Eddie mentioned. The Yankees are the one seed. Alabama football is the two seed. Ohio State football, and Michigan football also mentioned in there. So it's a it's a it's a it's really a hodgepodge of different sports programs and sports teams. Uh, we got New York Rangers in there. You know, Tampa Bay Lightning. If you're hockey fans, we got some soccer teams like Chelsea and Juventus, uh, Man- Manchester United, Real Madrid, and then we got college basketball teams: Duke basketball, Kansas basketball, Kentucky basketball, NBA teams: Warriors, Grizzlies, Suns, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and of course the NFL: Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. So it's it's really got some got, got some good names, got some choices for sure. And like Eddie said, there's some weird matchups at the start. Like Celtics and Sixers are a first round matchup. Eagles and Giants are a first round matchup, which I find wild. But once you get down, at least for me, once you get down to the Elite Eight and Final Four and Championships, it's 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 teams that I would have seen getting there anyway. So
0: all right. So for me, now in terms of my Elite Eight, just I'll go through the seeds first three number ones made it through and then I've got a two a three a seven and eight and a ten so there's a few upsets here based on my particular tastes let's start with the Astros region I have the elite eight to me Houston just makes it through I do have them even as a Mets fan beating the Phillies in the second round because I don't know I don't have as much of a problem with the Phillies and the Mets I know the Phillies made it to the World Series last year but the Mets dominated the Phillies during the regular season including no hitting them so I, I, it's, I had Kentucky and the Astros but I the Astros against Alabama basketball. Alabama basketball probably Ooh. wouldn't have even made it through one round before this year. However, given let's just say recent circumstances, they have risen up my list. So, uh they are facing the Astros, but I got there's going to be no 7-1 upset here. I've got Houston in the <laughs> final 4. Then we go down to the Lakers region. Lakers for me as a Nets fan go out in the second round. They got they Well, I don't know what a team wants. Does a team want to be hated? If the Lakers as a team wanted to be hated, they drew a bad card in this bracket because they got stuck next to the Celtics. And for a Nets fan, uh, Boston has been a problem. The Nets have been down by 25 points in the first quarter, two of their last three meetings with the Celtics. And they got swept by them with KD and Kyrie in the playoffs last year. So the Celtics, for me, they beat the Lakers. They beat the Bucks. They're into the Elite Eight and bottom of course the Giants they come through they beat the Eagles (laughs) Giants or Chiefs I I like even though the even though the Eagles just lost to the Chiefs I I like Patrick Mahomes I like Andy Reid Isaiah Pacheco's from Rutgers and he does a cool dance so the Giants beat them and then Giants and Patriots I'd never liked the Patriots but Tom Brady is gone the bad man is gone he's been gone for a few years so uh it goes down to the Giants and the Celtics and in terms of recent memory, the Eagles have owned the Giants and the Celtics have owned the Nets. So my frustration is more with the Celtics. So the Celtics come out of that
1: region. So Celtics-Astros in one Final Four? Yes. Down in Houston?
0: Yes. All right. Then, over to the Elite Eight on the other side, very predictable, it's the Cowboys and LeBron. I The Cowboys <laughs> and Notre Dame, I mean, I, I, there's not much to go here. Top half, Cowboys, yeah, they play against Notre Dame, but let's be honest, it's the Cowboys. I'm an Eagles fan. I really didn't want have to move LeBron all the way through, but I don't, I don't hate the Knicks that much, and look, you know. LeBron gets on my nerves sometimes. I, I, I it's feel so bad. funny
1: that he's, he's his own team. That, this. Yeah.
0: I feel that. I really didn't want to have to put him in the Elite Eight, but I just started looking at these other matchups, these hockey teams. I mean, I'm, I don't follow hockey as much as the other three professional sports. I don't really have any direct hatred for any team. I don't have any problem with the Pittsburgh Penguins or not that much with the Rangers. I, I don't even know which of the three local hockey teams I like the most. It always changes, so... It's Cowboys and LeBron in that region, but Dallas has to beat LeBron, so LeBron's run ends there, and so the Cowboys are going to Houston, and they will face the Yankees. The Yankees cruise through. The Dodgers uh, (laughs) play the Yankees in the Sweet 16. That could be an interesting matchup because of Chase Utley, but the Mets did win that series. So, Yankees, and then on the bottom, uh, this the Big Ten bias coming through. Ohio State takes down Alabama, mainly because they ran a fake punt when they were up by 39 on the Uh, Rutgers earlier this year so Ohio State moves on to the Elite Eight and plays the Yankees so my final four is Astros Celtics Yankees Cowboys Cowboys beat the Yankees Uh, my hatred for the Cowboys is more than the Yankees because the Cowboys are in the same division as the Eagles Celtics beat the Astros and then Cowboys Celtics Jerry gets his one rare championship Cowboys (laughs) win for the first time in 30 years and Dallas wins my bracket
1: I love it Eddie. As outside of your champion, but I love it. Um wow. Wow. That's that's definitely that's definitely um definitely different than mine, let's put it that way. That LeBron
2: um, take was the same for me, man. I I like I I mean I don't like the Penguins, but I don't watch it enough to the point where I'm going to say I hate the Penguins more than LeBron because it's just like...
0: LeBron got such an easy draw. It's ridiculous. Uh, he, he can yeah, just yeah, he cruise right so through far, the Elite yeah, Eight. Yeah, I know. Unless you're a passionate <laughs> hockey fan of the Devils. like
3: <laughs> Yeah, Giddy,
2: Giddy might Giddy, differ. Yeah, Giddy there, might I do, differ. Know, I do know Giddy Fox
4: over here. <laughs> I just want to say, Jack, how interesting is it that you have two teams that are hosting uh, the Elite Eight? The Cowboys and the Lakers are both <laughs> among the most hated teams in America, and you are a diehard fan of both.
1: Well, okay. It's Lakers are Lakers are an, an interesting case because it's LeBron. So, but yeah, Cowboys are base. completely right. You're completely right on that. So,
3: um, who wants to take the next one? I could go. All right, Brad, let's do it. So mine, mine's all over the place. Uh, I mean, I had a 15 seed in there. I had a 12 seed in there. Um, Man United, because I have literally have no clue about anything. About like soccer related, but I know Man United is like hated on by some people, so I just put them in there. Um, so guess we're what do we do? We're, we're reading off the of lead eight, and then going down, right? Lead eight, That's final all. four. All right. Add so, add context where you need it. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, starting off, and I'll start on the right side. Eddie start on the left. I'll I'll start off on the right here. So I mean, the Cowboys are the obvious pick. Like you know, <laughs> J- Jack, you're you're a great person, but but the Cowboys are hated by a lot of people. I personally don't hate them that much, but. I hate the Vikings less, so I so I had to put the Cowboys ahead. Right, right. Um, Georgia and LSU, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not indifferent, but I can't stand in college football about how, like, the top teams just dominate everybody, so I had to put Georgia in there. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins of Sidney Crosby, that's enough said, so he made it to the Elite Eight <laughs> by himself. Um, the New York Knicks terrorized me throughout my childhood, up until 2016 when I stopped being a fan of them. And I followed the Houston Rockets instead, who are now terrorizing me. But the Knicks did it worse, so <laughs> so they're so LeBron didn't even make it out of the first round in my bracket. Um, New York Yankees, need I say more? Um, but the Buffalo Bills—they're in the Jets division, so I had to put them over there. I, I I actually put the Mets over the Dodgers in the first round, only like I, I am a Mets fan, but I, I, they I, cause you too much pain. That, and I, I also took into perspective, like, who do people around the country hate more, the Mets or the Dodgers? And I think with Steve Cohen in charge, people are starting to get, like, really antsy toward the Mets, so I, I gave people the benefit of the doubt. As
0: Frank the Tank says, SVP is spinning and dancing over Edwin Diaz's injury. Yeah, <laughs> very
3: true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I then I put Ohio State. I mean, I, I, I like nothing about Ohio besides the cornfields, so, <laughs> you know, you had to put them in there. And then Alabama football, they're the reason why I hate college football, so... They made it all the way to the final for me. Wow. Um, so who's your final four? Ast- Astros. So, so the, the the final four on this side is the Cowboys, the Penguins because of Sidney Crosby, um, New York Yankees because they're probably the team I like the second most hated team on my list. Well, third most if I include Alabama football who they're versing. So that's my final four there. Then the other side, uh, the Astros. I mean. That's pretty self-explanatory, too. You know, they're hated for their, their cheating scandal, banging on the trash cans. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Jose Altuve, so I had to put them in there. Kentucky basketball made it there I, I, just because of their long, dominant train, and I like seeing the underdog stories you talking about prevail. the Elite Eight right now? I, I mean, just in general yeah. over the course of, you know, the last, like, decade – you know, Kentucky basketball is that team. You, you have to give them their props to recruiting, but I like seeing diversity in sports, and yeah. Kentucky has gotten in the way of that. Uh, Man United, I don't know. Man, <laughs> Man United is just there. I, just I, there. I, I I couldn't tell you why. I just don't... like. I love Bayern Munich as a German, so I, ha- I couldn't have them be hated, and then the rest of these teams I don't care about for soccer. Duke, for the same reason as Kentucky, because they've just been... Duke basketball has been a staple, and... They got in the way of the underdog story sometimes. Uh, the Lakers have the worst fans in sports. Oh, that's true. Absolute worst yeah, fans. He, you're right they are that. They are by far... No, the Cowboys. The, no, 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 no. Yes. Los Angeles Lakers, they they can convince you with negative 50 million a cat space that they're going out and getting Zion Williamson tomorrow for a bag of chips and, and one Dorito on the street. Well, Eddie, cover your right, ears. It, but what about just, any Philadelphia
0: fan? <laughs> <laughs> they threw batteries
4: at Santa. There used to be a courthouse in the old football
0: stadium. I'm only a selective Philadelphia fan, so I don't draw too much offense. I, I, I still don't understand. The, there were Eagles fans who stole CJGJ's car after the Giants game. It's like, <laughs> yeah. why? Oh, he ridiculous. plays for your team. It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> I,
3: I just like the Eagles colors. I don't know. So, so I think that's why they're not really that high on my list. Um, Golden State Warriors are here. Again, I, I, I have no quarrel with the Warriors now. But when I was in Aruba in 2016 and the Rockets missed 27 straight threes, and could have made the finals. The Warriors were the team that got in their way. Uh, New England Patriots. Oh God, Bill, Bill,
2: <laughs> Bill, Bill. Listen, <laughs> you're, the only, you're the only Jets fan on this panel, so I just like kind of forgot. And I'm like, yeah, that. that how is that not number one? They like curb
3: well, stomped you every time. No, because I mean, listen, the, the, the Patriots. Bill Belichick resigned on a napkin. I don't care what happened about the rest of the team, besides like the cheating and you know whatever it is, what it is. But Bill Belichick resigned on a napkin. He can. You know, I, I can't say it over the air, but you know what I mean. Um, and, <laughs> and and the, the Eagles were in that Elite Eight as well. You know, not for the reasons you guys mentioned, but just because nobody around here likes the Eagles, minus Eddie and a few people. So um, my final four for this side, the Astros for their obvious inept as a franchise, Duke because they got in the way of... You know, so is that the, the lead eight, eight of the story. top left? You're saying this lead eight of the top left. Okay. Final four. I, I had to throw Lakers in there. I don't even hate the team. I just hate the fans that much. I got so, you. So so Lakers like are in there only because of their fans. So shout out to y'all. Minus Jack.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> minus Jack is your. I had cool. to throw that in there. Yeah. Um. And and the Patriots. I mean, Bill Belichick resigned on the napkin, so he made it all the way to the finals against Alabama football, and the Patriots won. There you go. In you know, a landslide. Wasn't even. I question. figured yeah. as they've done
0: many times before
3: it <laughs> wasn't, wasn't even a question i have so many choice words for the patriots but i'm not gonna say it.
0: just in the last two years too i mean and this is after tom they scored like 50 on you guys twice and then the punt returned this year
3: yeah well well w- w- when, when you when you throw brayden man one of the worst punters i've seen in my lifetime out there 10 times in a game he has to muff one punt right zach wilson is your you know what zach zach jamarcus russell wilson wasn't gonna win us that game we all knew that already he's better suited again donuts So the Patriots were going to win that game regardless. It it is what it is. And they win the most hated because they, you know, for obvious reasons that I'm not going to say over here. (laughs) So who are, okay, you have Patriots. We should make, we should make a list. We should we'll tweet
4: out a WRS on the down. on a poll. Yeah, we should. we should. We'll tweet out a poll of, of who the most hated team is. Da, do you want to tweet out a poll once yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. once everything is settled? All
2: right, Jack, so who was who won your bracket? I forget. Or, or Eddie, you went right. It was Eddie. Eddie, that went. yeah, I went I had
0: the Cowboys. Cowboys.
2: How about them Cowboys?
0: You have the
3: Patriots. Patriots dominated my bracket. They won. Gotcha. Easy.
1: I want to hear ho- I want to hear the hockey side of this. So Giddy, can let, let's hear. I gotta hear Giddy because like we 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 let. We are semi hockey fans. Giddy's a diehard hockey fan and you made who made who made the point uh, about how, you know, you're not picking what, the Tampa Bay Lightning or something if you're a diehard. That was Eddie. Yeah. Eddie's
2: like, I, I, he doesn't care. Yeah. But Giddy might care. Giddy cares. Like so the Penguins it. might make the final four for Giddy.
1: Maybe. I mean
4: who knows? <laughs> um, all right. So first of all, the top left of this bracket is stacked. You have the Astros, the Phillies, uh Kentucky basketball, Gonzaga basketball. Alabama basketball, Duke basketball, I mean, like, that's stacked. Those are awful, awful teams, (laughs) and they just stink. But making it to the Elite Eight is the Astros against Alabama men's basketball. That was pretty—the Astros had an easy path. The Gonzaga game gave them a little bit of trouble to get there. Um, So Astros versus Alabama men's basketball. Um, And then pretty easily down down on the bottom left, you've got the Lakers against the Birds. Um, And then going to the Final Four from this side of the bracket, Alabama men's basketball beats the Houston Astros and the Eagles beat um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Then shifting over to the right side of the bracket, um, it's the Cowboys against the Rangers. Of course, as a diehard Devils fan, my favorite sports team um, ever, they beat the Cowboys and advance to the Final Four where they will face the winner of the Red Sox versus Ohio State. Um, Eddie, same reason's... Why about why I hate Ohio State? Um, But the Red Sox beat the Buckeyes, but lose to the Rangers. So now heading into the final, it's the Rangers against the winner of Alabama and the Eagles. That's Alabama basketball, not football. Alabama basketball versus the Eagles. Alabama men's basketball wins. Again, as Eddie was saying, pretty obvious reasons. Nate Oates used to be a coach that I I was very fond of. Um, I think he's plummeted in those rankings in my opinion. Um so in the finals it's the New York Rangers who are just the absolute worst. I mean <laughs> at Devils games it's people people chant things about the Rangers when like the Devils are playing like the Seattle Kraken. If you show up to a, to the Prudential Center wearing the Rangers jerseys, no matter who the Devils are playing, you'll have beer and snacks thrown at you. And like it's Prudential Center, it's like those things are expensive, but people would love to spend their hard-earned cash on food and then throw that food at you because the Rangers are just utterly the worst. They're in. They've ne- like they've had this goalie who everybody claims on the Ranger side is better than Martin Ambrador. He's never won a cup and then he retired because he got too banged up.
2: Hey, Henrik was nice. Don't don't slander now.
4: Yeah, look, Henrik was nice, but not as nice as Marty.
0: Pretty close. Nah,
4: I mean, he doesn't have hardware. Henrik has no
0: cups. Exactly. You yeah, go to his house hard and hardware. ask him for a drink. There's going to be a problem because he has no cups. He has no <laughs> cups.
4: <laughs> That's like the original hockey meme. <laughs> um, yeah, literally, no cups, and brother has got three. So, and now with like this whole, there's this whole thing now that I just saw on Twitter that even that even enraged me even more. There's this Twitter account called the Brat Pack. Um, And they have a whole—named after Jesper Bratt, number 63 on the Devils. And they have a whole thing how, like, hashtag Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. It's been a thing. It's all the letters. It's like J-P-I. It just keeps going on. A Rangers account earlier today tweeted out the same thing, but instead of Jesper Bratt, it's Mika Zibanejad, who's simply not even close to as good as Jesper Bratt. Mika Zibanejad's like— He's a bum compared to Jesper Bratt because Amanda jad gets lucky every so lucky every so often in the power play, and that's a couple. So he's not the best player in the NHL. Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. Rangers fans wish they were the Devils, and Rangers fans only wow. have full games. The arena only gets filled because Bratt's it's that McDavid? Uh, no, but okay, for, for, for okay. the sake of this argument, like, no, definitely totally right not. <laughs> no, certainly not.
0: Um so what I'm taking from this energy is that the Rangers went pretty far in your bracket.
4: Oh yes, the Rangers the Rangers the Rangers did beat Alabama men's basketball in a game that went to like triple overtime. Um, but the Rangers what ended up What sport winning. is being played here? <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. Water polo? You. It's definitely Yes, it is, it is.
0: Water, it's the, it's the
4: <laughs> whatever those divisions are. The one that's based in Philadelphia but has no teams east of Colorado. Imagine
0: a Final Four game between the Eagles and Alabama men's basketball playing water polo. <laughs>
4: at Michigan's facilities. Jalen
0: Hurts and Brandon Miller going head-to-head in water polo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Mika Zibanejad is, is waiting on the sideline to get in. Yeah, so the Rangers beat Alabama. And, oh, and the thing with the Rangers, the only reason people go to their games when they were bad... Is because it's it's at Penn Station. It's so easy to get to. You take a train and you're there. People go to Rangers games wearing their suits and ties from their work. Half the people there aren't even wearing Rangers jerseys, they're just wearing like random street clothes and they're just going there for like some entertainment, which usually is not even that entertaining. So the Rangers beat Alabama in the final. Um yeah, I hate the Rangers.
2: Wow, so they're their winner? That's oh, the yeah,
4: they're, they're the winner. And Patrick Kane does nothing to help the Rangers, too. All these Rangers fans freaking out about Patrick Kane is ridiculous. He's, like, 35 years old. He was good when he, like, in, like, NHL 08.
0: Well, I'm telling you, from the day that me and Carm went to the Blackhawks practice and he saw Alex Carminati and what a great New Yorker he is, he knew he's got to get to the Big Apple. I, I'm, I'm convinced. that's That's what led to the trade. He told so, Blackhawks ownership, "Send me to New York."
3: So he he made Shrewsbury take the Notre Dame job. He made Patrick Kane want to come to New York. What's he gonna do next? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> so see the reason why Rogers is here too now potentially. He's Pot- he's- well, the emphasis on potentially. 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 Oh, huge, huge emphasis. He's the most powerful man in sports. Woody Johnson. You know, you, you you never know what's gonna happen. And it's Aaron Rodgers. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> no, no. He he said he wanted to play. He could here. go into another darkness
0: retreat. You never. Yeah,
4: know. and see something. Who knows. Oh, quick <laughs> we'll update say. by the way, going back to the WRC Daily Targum game. We have our broadcasters. We do. It's going to be Emperor Chris Sakonis and former general manager Jake Schmid. A dynamic. Oh, yeah. That guy.
2: <laughs> Let's go.
4: Um it'll be the two of them. We're working on a sideline reporter, potential PA uh, announcer. Once we have that, we'll we'll get that, but we know in the booth it'll be Chris Sakonis and Jake Schmid.
0: They call that group's iconic duo, and now they get to call WRSU <laughs> Daily Targum. <laughs> I, what's the difference? Ed? I don't know, like, equally entertained. A train could still go off
4: the tracks. It's definitely <laughs> hey. True. You can't say that today. The Northeast Corridor is completely shut down because of true. the fire in the Edison train. That station. is true. <laughs> Too soon, Eddie. Too soon.
0: <laughs> but uh. Who's next? Wait, so is, is D.A. filling out a bracket?
2: I, I finished mine. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, so who wants to go? I'll out? let I mean, Jack I, go
2: last because this was his segment. That is so true. So we'll save the best for last. Go yes. for it. Um, so I, I, I differ from a few of you, but for the most part, when it comes to hockey and soccer, like those teams, I just kind of just was like, whatever, I have to choose someone. So for a couple of them, it was kind of just like, all right, I had to choose somebody. Like for the NHL um, – like, the Penguins and the Kings. Like, I'm a Rangers fan, but more recently. So, the, you know, a Rangers fan might pick the Kings more because they, they beat them in the Stanley Cup. But I didn't really watch around back then. And probably I probably dislike Sidney Crosby more. So, that's probably why I chose the Penguins. But, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So, on the top left side of the bracket, the heavy hitters are Duke and, and the Astros. Um, those are the two I have in the Elite Eight. Um, and as you can imagine, is a big Yankee fan. I choose the Astros to advance. I, I don't like Duke because Grayson Allen was a dirty player. My third brother, as I like to always say, um, but you, you know, it, nothing, nothing beats the uh, the Astros with what they did in 2017. And I'll go into it, but I have the I have the Astros representing the top left part of the bracket in the Final Four. The bottom left side, I have the Eagles and the Warriors in the Elite Eight. Um, I'm not even a huge NBA guy, but. When the Warriors kept winning, the way the way they were winning with the stacked rosters that no one could beat, it just it honestly got me so uninterested in the NBA. Where I just don't even watch the NBA anymore. I watch college basketball. So the Warriors kind of took away whatever, however much love there was for the NBA to begin with. I couldn't tell you, but it took away probably most of it. Just became unwatchable. It was stale for me. Um, you know, seeing the same the same conference final, the same NBA final for the fifth year in a row. It just was, nothing was different. Brett, you said, you know, you like to see diversity in sports. And for the NBA for six years straight, it was the same matchup. And for other than one year where the Cavs and LeBron came back, for the most part, it was just the Cavs getting, you know, their butt kicked. So it just became unwatchable for me. The Eagles, pretty self-explanatory. I'm a big Giants fan. And Eddie, you mentioned uh, for more of the recent part of history Um, since we've been growing up, the Eagles have been the ones to mostly beat the Giants. So, for me, especially when the Giants win two, three, four games a year up until last year, and that became unwatchable, just having the Eagles curb stomp us every time was not very fun to watch. So, I have the Eagles representing the, that, I guess you would, I'll call it the southern region. Because the Warriors, as stale as it got for me for the NBA, I never really watched it to begin with. So, but the Eagles, yeah, no, they, and, and it doesn't help that my brother is an Eagles fan too, so, um kind of a house-divided situation, if you will. Now we'll go to the top-right part of the bracket. Again, kind of what Eddie said with LeBron. I don't dislike the guy, but just the matchups he had, it kind of carried him farther than I probably would have had you put like any other team in there to face. Um, so I have LeBron versus the Cowgirls in the Elite Eight, and I have the Cowgirls advancing to the Final Four. Um, and then the bottom-right bracket, this was a tough one. I had Mets-Red Sox in the Sweet 16, that was this is probably the matchup of the day, um, in terms of before getting to the Final Four. Because out of recent years, this the hatred for the Mets is more recent. Because ever since they've made all these signings, these trades, and maybe not so much you, Brett, and you, Eddie, because you guys are more like we're still the Mets. I'll take a step back. But on Twitter, forget about it. When they uh when they made all those trades last year, the signings Everyone was saying they were going to win the World Series. And then, you know, when you beat us a couple of times in the regular season, the whole Lindor thing with Stanton, that ticked me off. So I was just like, I just can't. And then when you guys lost in the wild card, I laughed my butt off. So I don't hate you guys as much as the Red Sox. I have the Red Sox winning. But it's more recent because it's always (laughs) because the Mets feel like they're more relevant than the Yankees now all of a sudden. Most Mets fans. Maybe not you two. I don't know. But anyway. That's where that comes from. But the Red Sox, yeah, no doubt, in the division. Um, More than recent years, they've been the better team. I guess you could say they won a World Series. They also cheated. I hate Alex Cora. That's pretty easy. Um, Surprisingly, I have Michigan over Ohio State. I'll tell you why. Because I think Michigan students and fans think that it's an Ivy League school. It's just not. They they think they go to an Ivy League school. Now you're in the Big Ten. You're you're in Michigan in nowhere, the middle of nowhere. Okay, get off your high horse. You don't go to an Ivy League school. Rutgers is a better school than you guys. I'll just say that right now. So, Ohio State, yeah, they 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 beat us every time in football. I get it. They beat us by forty every time. It 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 gets old. But again, Michigan, they they just feel so entitled to me, and I just don't like that at all. So. I have them in red. the Red Sox facing off, and I have Boston advancing. So my final four is the Astros taking on the Eagles. Um, And even though the Eagles have owned my Giants for the last 10 years, probably more, the Astros have been the team that has probably ticked me off the most. They're the team that's been in the way of the one team that I've been rooting for that has been consistently good. The Giants were good last year, but before that, unwatchable. The Yankees have been to the postseason every year since 2017, and that's when the hatred started. As you can imagine, the cheating scandal, Jose Altuve, George Springer, you name anyone on that team, Evan Gaddis, that no-name bum, I hate that whole team. And they cheated not only the Yankees out of a World Series appearance, they cheated Aaron Judge out of an MVP. Jose Altuve did not deserve that MVP. And, you know, it's funny, before he even... It came out that he cheated. I still thought Judge was robbed. I have a T-shirt that compares both of their stats. There's like 12 stats in favor of Judge and three in favor of Altuve, and one of the big ones just being average. So it just it ticked me off that the voters looked at that and said average was clear cut the reason why Altuve won. Meanwhile, Judge hit 52 homers in his rookie year. Like, give me a break. Anyway. Um, so not only did they cost my team a, a World Series ap- uh, appearance they cost Aaron Judge a, a World's uh, an MVP. Um so I have them moving on against the Eagles then in the other side I have the Cowgirls and the Red Sox and kind of the same thing for the Eagles. The the Cowgirls have played I very already well against I know who won us. this
1: bracket by the way just by who you yeah. <laughs> by how you're talking.
2: Yeah, well I I have to spew off a little bit but um kind of like the Eagles Dallas has beaten us pretty good over the last couple of years. I don't even know if that is lost to us and so that's kind of sad from a Giants fan standpoint um but again the Red Sox have been more competitive when it comes to the teams that I watch so I have the Red Sox or at least we've been more competitive when facing the Red Sox so my hopes are higher like that wi- that wild card game shattered me when Garrett Cole just just looked lost like my roommates are Red Sox fans so it doesn't help um, so I have Red Sox, Astros in the final, and I have the Trash Trastros winning the entire bracket. That's my choice. I kind of just summed it up for you. But not only did they cheat in 2017, rumors were they had buzzers in 2019 when they also eliminated us in the ALCS, and uh, there's pictures of Josh Reddick, who recently retired with a buzzer and tape on his shirt, um, and the whole Altuve, like, don't rip my jersey off thing, going in the clubhouse, coming back out for an interview with a different shirt, Just it rubs me the wrong way to sum it up in a nice way. So, And not to mention they swept us this year. So I hate them with a bashing.
0: All right, well, then, Jack, the floor is yours. All right, I guess I'm
1: I'm up. So um, Astros region, I don't really have as much of a gripe with the Astros as you guys do. Um, So I have them going out second round to the Phillies. Uh, The Phillies are going all the way to the Final Four for me. So that's uh, I guess that's my... um, I mean, you guys talked about how like LeBron got an easy path. The Phillies really got an easy path here. I mean, they only really had the. I mean, there was no one else here that I could have really picked like outside of, outside of the Phillies because my hatred for Philadelphia sports. Um, you know, I have, I have Baylor basketball getting to the Elite Eight. Um, Alabama basketball. I mean, they're good. I mean, they're really good. I think that. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't have maybe the level of hatred as do for Alabama basketball as you guys do. But Baylor gets the elite. Baylor getting to the elite eight is crazy because I don't really have anything against Baylor. But here's their path. They have Alabama basketball, Duke, which I don't really mind either. Like I. Can take relief Duke. Then they play Manchester United. That's like an e- that's the easiest Sweet 16 I've ever seen. And then they play Baylor or play the Phillies. So the Phillies are represented in my Final Four Cowboys bracket. Call the Cowboys, Purdue. Call Mike McCarthy, uh, Matt Painter, because they're getting upset by a 16 and they're going and the 49ers are knocking them off again um, here in the first round. And the 49ers actually ride their momentum all the way to the Final Four. Um, their only competition would be the packers that was a really tough matchup for me but i picked the i picked the uh 49ers just because of the recency bias with them beating us multiple times in the playoffs it's been very tough and the packers i mean it's it's, it's honestly the matchup between two teams that have just owned us in the playoffs over the past couple of years and
2: yeah, like, yeah. had you filled this out five years ago, it would have been Green Bay with ease.
1: Absolutely. And they probably would have – they would have made the championship, honestly. It was 49ers. <laughs> 49ers are Packers, and they're riding that wave all the way to the championship. And 49ers won that out. So, um, yeah. And I guess I just gave you one, one, cha- one championship opponent. So, 49ers in the championship, guys. Um, they played the New York Rangers. I don't really have a gripe with the New York Rangers. It's mainly just a meme for John Hartnett because <laughs> – why not? <laughs> um, just just because of poor John Johnny Hart. Hard man. Just because yeah, John all the way to the championship. Just because of John, yeah. he's not jumping all the way now. the elite eight. Just because of John Hart. I mean, they had the pe- they had what the Tampa Bay Lightning. I got nothing against the Lightning. The Penguins, nothing against them. Boston Bruins, like I just picked Boston Bruins because they're Boston. Like to get to that point, So it's like you didn't ju- pick LeBron. You didn't pick the Mickey. Nah, he no. You know what? Call it. <laughs> You know the New York Knicks call them Princeton, man. They they knocked <laughs> off LeBron in the in the two uh, fifteen matchup.
3: What Arizona? I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who had the Knicks knocking off LeBron here. There
1: you go, um, for different
3: reasons, but
1: <laughs> but yeah, 49ers are 49ers are through to the final four. Yankees bracket. Um, Yankees, I I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, as you guys know, not as much, but if I do have the a team, it would be the Yankees just because I'm here in New Jersey, and I'm surrounded by a lot of Yankees fans. So Red Sox, uh, they also pull off a FDU-type upset against the Yankees. Uh, they get through all the way to the Elite Eight, actually, just because of the luck of the draw with some of the matchups that they drew. Um, honestly, I could have picked the Bills there. It was Red Sox, Bills, in Sweet 16. Um, but it doesn't matter, because Michigan football is in the Final Four, and the, I mean, Michigan versus OSU. Looking at it, one of those teams will make it to the final four, and Michigan football ends up there. Uh, I can't believe we
0: ended up with another Michigan OSU matchup for a spot in a final four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Michigan OSU, and then uh, yeah, Michigan gets to the final four, and then finally in this last bracket, last side of the bracket, um, Lakers bracket can't have the Lakers go out first or go out first round and. The playoffs, but you know they're going to go out in the first round here uh, to the Sacramento Kings, which is nuts. But Sacramento Kings don't last long because the Philadelphia 76ers and Phoenix Suns have a massive Sweet 16 matchup against each other, where the Suns win, so they get to my Elite Eight. And then on the other side of the of the Lakers bracket, the Philadelphia Eagles are just absolutely just like a like a tornado, like an EF5 tornado, just going through the entire uh, really tough. Tough part of the bracket, just too. destroying a lovely community. Like an EF5, <laughs> EF5 tornado just blasting through Kansas, just like, like they did
0: in the NFC this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's a tough bracket. It's just a bunch of NFL teams: Steelers, I hate Patriots, all these teams. Eagles, Chiefs, Broncos. Like, that's a tough bracket. But the Eagles, just man, just like a bulldozer. They just don't going go through. away. So, Suns and Eagles. I mean, I I got my grievances with the Suns. They knocked out the Lakers a couple years in the playoffs, a couple years ago in the playoffs. They uh, have their own. They have their own. Uh, they have their own problems with uh, you know, being friends in the media, um, but they're no match for the Eagles. The Eagles get to the Final Four, and it's not not, not because of lack of competition. It's just because the Eagles are that good. Um, they make it to the Final Four. So my Final Four represents two Philadelphia teams. <laughs> <laughs> Phillies versus Eagles on one side of the bracket, 49ers and Michigan football on the other side of the bracket, and my championship ends up being a rematch of this year's NFC championship in the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers. And it's going to go exactly as it did this year. The Philadelphia Eagles are your Jack Pesea 2023 most hated team in sports.
2: Now, Jack, well, I agree with your decision on the Eagles. I'm a little surprised you didn't choose the Lakers, only because you're a LeBron fan. You have yes. no allegiance to the Lakers. And one could say they are ruining the later part of his career by not getting him what he needs.
1: That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take, Da. But the I can't. Kings have done I can't have the team that LeBron plays for right now go out like advance in this tournament. It just it doesn't make sense. And I I don't I don't hate the Kings. I think they got a good team. They got a pretty yeah. good young team. De'Aaron Fox, an All NBA player. Like you know, they got guys. Keegan Murray, Iowa. They got the they got on, the, on, the beam now. right. The yeah, like the beam. I got nothing the against them, cool. but you know they're moving on in this in this in this bracket honestly i could see the sixers like taking out the suns it's like a overtime type of matchup i feel like like could go either way but the suns eked one out and then they just played for the right to get bulldozed in the elite eight so (laughs) um yeah you know it's it it was it's definitely a fun bracket to make
0: yeah it was. it was a good idea It was. And uh, if you want to, if you're listening now and you want to share your thoughts, we're going to have a poll dropping with the teams that won our respective brackets, WRSU Sports. Which team do you dislike the most? So uh, reach out at WRSU Sports. You can vote on that. Well, we're going to take one more break and come back with rapid fire. A lot to talk about Jalen Miller in the transfer portal for Rutgers men's basketball. What does Jack and Dylan think about the Big Ten and guards and what guard play needs to improve? We're going to talk about the Jets as well, Micah Shrewsbury on the move, and John Morant playing for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. So stay tuned for all of that in Rapid Fire in the last 20 minutes of the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM and WRSU.org. Welcome back Day to the WRSU Day Wednesday Day crew. Eddie Collegi, Gideon Fox, Brett Basaya, Dylan Allen, lots to whip around with, a uh, lot to talk about here in W in uh, the sports world here on Rapid Fire to wrap out the last 17 minutes or so. So Rutgers men's basketball news came out that Jalen Miller will be entering the transfer portal. Miller spent two seasons with the Scarlet Knights, was instrumental defensively, and Rutgers upset victory over number one Purdue back in the 2021-22 season. Struggled offensively in his time on the banks, but of course Rutgers fans. Uh, Wish him the best as he enters the portal, and something definitely had to give because going into this before... Miller departed. Rutgers was over the limit of scholarship players for the 2023-24 season because they have three newcomers coming in, including Gavin Griffiths. So now they're at exactly 13. Things will probably change. They're looking to make moves in the transfer portal, and it's very possible that people will enter the portal. So I think Miller leaving it's, I don't know, I, I think it was kind of expected in a way, but I think we have to talk about a larger issue here. So the Big Ten, we talked about this yesterday on Crew, only one team making it to the second weekend, that's Michigan State. And Jack, I know you and Dylan were discussing this, and for Rutgers, looking at the transfer portal, probably going to be some departures, they're going to probably have to make a couple of moves. The Big Ten in general, uh, we've seen guard play be very important in these March Madness games and that's something I guess this conference is really going to have to address if they want to compete on a big stage and Rutgers goes along with that perfectly based on how they played this season
1: yeah I mean I was looking at I've been watching the tournament obviously favorite weekend probably the sports calendar like probably like (laughs) it's 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 a lot of fun to watch um and I'm just watching like all these all this high level guard play on these teams that are advancing, I mean, you look at, let's say, Kansas State, for example. Marcus Noel had a game of games against, um, who do they play? Kentucky. I mean, he had a game of games against them. I mean, you look at Michigan State, the lone team that advanced to the Big Ten. They have very good guards in Tyson Walker, A.J. and among others. Like, And they're coached by Hall of Famer, Tom Izzo. That doesn't hurt, that doesn't hurt either, but still. Alabama, I mean... Against against Maryland, like it wasn't just Brandon Miller who played well; it was Javon Quinterly who played extremely well. He also a New Jersey guy, by the way. Who, uh, who Marcus Noel also tri-state area. You know, Javon Quinterly played really well for that team. He's their starting point guard. You look at you look at all these examples of point guards and guards playing really well, and it just frustrates me to you know wonder why Rutgers can't get that same type of guard production in their lineup because you know what was one of the hardest what was one of the biggest problems of the entire season it was generating offense off the dribble and setting up you know guys like Cam spencer to shoot guys like andre hyatt to get shots on a consistent basis like or set even setting up cliff amory in uh, positive situations in the post i mean these are guys that these are this is stuff that we needed down the stretch of the season and we got that with Derek simpson but outside of that It wasn't really, it wasn't really there. And part of that is, you know, the way the big 10 is structured and the way Steve Peichel thinks that he believes can win in the big 10. But I think also Steve Peichel has to, you know, have an eye on the NCAA tournament because it's clear that guards win in the NCAA tournament. And I don't know, we'll never know how Rutgers would do in this year's NCAA tournament, but it would have been interesting to see based on how we've seen our guards perform this year, um, you know, Paul McKay is a great big ten guard, but would he be able to keep up with even like the Dimitri Roberts of the world from FDU? I mean, he blew me away at um, against FAU on Sunday night where he was just blowing by defenders. He's 5'8", but he's the quickest guy out on the floor and he's creating offense for his team. Would he be able to keep up with guys like that? Would he be able to keep up with Javon Quinterly's of the world? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And Derek Simpson, I think, is a good start on that, but you know this is a ruckers question this is a ruckers problem and it's the big 10 wide problem too just upgrading the guard play in this conference so it can compete in the bit in the ncaa tournament and you know hopefully we get some guys coming in in the transfer portal some guys uh coming in as freshmen gavin griffiths namely one of them who will definitely help on the offensive side of the ball but yeah i mean just looking back on this season Derek simpson was a really good option i mean paul mckay is the big 10 guard Cam spencer's the shooter Outside of that, who are you looking at? I mean, Jalen Miller. I mean, I think he's a great guy, but he's not the guy that you want. You want to be running an offense, respectfully. So, you know, I think, I, I think there's. I think Rutgers needs to adjust to this because the Big Ten. I think in the future, if coaches are smart, are going to be adjusting to this, and the league itself are going to be adjusting to this. So, Rutgers needs to get ahead of the curve right now, and you know, start recruiting high, speedy guards that can create offense and set up guys. Uh, for easy offense.
2: Well, I mean, there's a good thing for Rutgers too, because although next year it might not be an immediate, um, immediate help, but in 2024, right now we have Delquan Warren, we have Jamichael Davis. And from what I've seen, I know Jamichael Davis, isn't the most highly recruited guy in terms of, um, you know, stars or whatever, but he looks like a more athletic guard that can give you an offensive burst. And if you get Dylan Harper, I mean, that's just the icing on top. So, uh in terms of a long term answer, I think we've I think those guys will be just good enough to figure that out for next year, that's the question. Um and I think they need to utilize the transfer portal more like you said, Jack. I mean, you look at Penn State, right? Michael Shrewsbury is going to be the next Notre Dame head coach. I don't know if that's official or if the rumors at this point are just saying that they're going to finalize a deal, but the guy has, you know, one good year at Penn State, makes the tournament, makes the round of 32, plays a close game against Texas, has the best three-point shooting team in the country, and lands himself one of the better jobs in the market in the Notre Dame program that's been good for a number of years under Mike Bray. But what they did in the, the transfer portal was pretty amazing. And honestly, any coach really any coach with a D1 program, you know, in the Big Ten, in, in any of these Power Five, Power Six conferences... um, could have done what they did. I mean, they recruited Jalen Pickett from Siena and Andrew Funk from Buck- Bucknell. I mean, they weren't getting guys from Stan, they weren't getting guys from, you know, Big 12 teams, ACC. They were getting kids from mid major schools. and Rutgers did that to Michael's credit. They got Cam Spencer. But as you saw the season kind of go along, Teams figured us out. We were a one-dimensional offense, and once they took away Cam Spencer's shooting ability and closed out on his threes, we really didn't have any other source of offense. We found that out later in the year with Derek Simpson, but by then it was too late for the committee to kind of turn the tide on their opinion of us in terms of how we closed out the year. But you saw the you saw what we could do with Derek Simpson and how he didn't make us one-dimensional. He was a he he was a go-getter type of scorer. Cam Spencer can be that guy, but when you don't have Derek Simpson playing the whole year at that level that he had at the end of the year, it's very hard to generate points. So with Penn State, you get guys like Seth Lundy to shoot 40%, Andrew Funk, 40%, Jalen Pickett to get you 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and kind of be your facilitator, but can also go get buckets. Like, that's the other thing. Paul Mulcahy, not this year, the last year where he, you know, the year he scored almost 40 against Northwestern, he was, it seemed like he was more... I guess, eager to go get points. This year, it seemed like he was a little more passive, was willing to pass it up more to Caleb. Maybe that's because they made Caleb more of an offensive weapon or because, you know, we had Ron and Geo and that distracted defenders against Paul, so he kind of had a good matchup. Whatever the case is, Jalen Pickett was that guy for Penn State this year, and they were a couple of buckets away, a couple of open threes away from moving on to the Sweet 16 and still being alive in this tournament. So, you know... I think if they can utilize if Rutgers can utilize the transfer portal and get them some talented guards, I mean I think they'll be fine. Now Derek Simpson, you have to imagine what he'll turn into next year. He'll he will be lights out. I mean, he'll be just as good as he is now, if not better. Um, you know, and you have Gavin Griffiths who you hope develops quickly too, and not maybe doesn't take as long as Simpson. We'll see. But to your point, Jack, the Big Ten has a big problem. The guard play it, it, it this league does not go through guards. It goes through centers. Kofi Coburn, Zach Eady. Miles Johnson for a little while, Cliff Amore now, right? Still Zach Eady over at Purdue, but you look at, you know, Michigan, Hunter Dickinson, who's a talented center. But, you know, you look at how far these teams can get, even Trace Jackson Davis with Indiana, as good as he is, still they were not good enough to, you know, keep that game close with Miami. They got routed, lost in the round of thirty two. So you look at that and that's the issue. It needs to change, and you've seen Iowa kind of change and be a little bit more like that over the years. I, I think this year, D.A., is a little. it's a little different than
1: last year. Last year, I think, it was a better indication of where the Big Ten needs to change because this year, the Big Ten outside of Purdue, and I'll, I'll get to them in a second, but outside of Purdue, it was, you know... And Indiana to an extent, but it was 7 to ten seeds for the Big Ten. Like right. I'd say, like 80% of their teams in the in the dance were seven to ten seeds. So expecting them to get to the Sweet 16 is a difficult ask because you're asking them to knock off like two seeds or one seeds, and that doesn't happen a whole lot. I mean, they're one seeds for a reason. Um, I mean, Indiana and and Purdue. Indiana, I mean, they Isaiah Wong's great, like really good. I mean. I think the 5-4 matchup is a toss up for sure. Like one of those teams can move on and on any given game. Um, but see, there's so, the
2: point right there. You went to the Miami game, you named me 3 got gu- two three guards. And yeah. you know, I know their center cuz Getty and I called the game. But if I didn't call that game, I wouldn't I wouldn't know their center/forward. slash mm-hmm. well, Miami's
4: play. an anomaly. That that team is all guards. There's there's really no other team in D1 basketball that's made up more guards than Shawshank. Exactly as as the great Shh. as the great man John Rostin says, but I think Miami could be sneaky. Not, not to talk about March Madness in general, but Miami is a sneaky pick to win the whole thing now because of that elite guard play. I mean, their point guard is is the best player in the ACC. Isaiah Wong is a guy who's going to make noise on an NBA roster. You guys next saw year. him back in November. Yeah, he scootered past us the day of the game. Um, he's also a local kid too. He's originally from this area. But from he, Jersey? He's from he's like from one of the Brunswicks. One no of the way. Brunswicks. I love. That.
1: I'm telling you, man. Giddy. I don't want to cut you off, but New Jersey is so well represented right now in college basketball and I think and he's from Piscataway. Look at that. But he's like New Jersey is so well represented in college basketball right now. It's it's incredible and it just speaks to how talented the state is. Cinderella in state. Um but I mean it that's
4: it you need guards to win march to win games in march. That's all it is. And and Rutgers is is lacking that department right now. Um like you guys were saying before Jalen Miller is always going to leave at the end of this year. I think he's only one of many more transfers that are going to come out. But that clears the way um, for Rutgers to bring in some transfers in. And the whole Steve Peichel can't recruit myth I think is over because he got Cam Spencer, who was an elite transfer, and has been making noise for Rutgers. but he can't be the only guy, right? Paul Mulcahy was pretty much absent the last couple of games to end the year. Right,
2: they're one-dimensional.
4: Exactly, exactly. So you need to get someone else. And like you're saying, you get Jalen Pickett to come from a mid-major and then becomes... A lights out shooter that, on his worst nights, puts up barely. You know, puts up like ten to twelve points on on a bad night. I mean, there's there's guys that are going to be in the transfer portal that are going to come out over the next couple of weeks. And once we get all the names, Steve Peichel will have to be all over these guys. Rutgers needs more guards. They're going to be set. I mean, who knows what happen what will happen with Cliff? But Rutgers should be set at the four and the five. The issue right now is one through three.
2: All right, let l- 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 me ask the panel this: If you were to rank. The, pa- the Rutgers teams, um, since they made—you uh, could include the COVID year, too. Which
0: team would you say was our best team? The team that, to me— to me That lost to Houston, right? Yeah, to me, the team that lost yep. to Houston, and then second is the team the COVID year. Okay,
4: so— yeah, I'm exactly the same as All right. Eddie.
2: so would you guys agree that the team that lost to Houston was probably our best team the last couple of years? Anyone differ? 100%. That's— Yes. That was the COVID year, them. right? I agree You're with right. that. Yeah, because you have a yeah, one-two punch
4: at center— Right, right. But cliff, the cliff now is, is infinitely better than that Right. But what was, cliff, but what but was but
2: the yeah. X factor for that team? They Jacob, had Jacob Young. Jacob, Jacob Young, Geo yeah. Baker. And I know Ron's a big guy, but he played like a guard. And you had Paul. Four very capable guards on that team. And your offense ran through those guys. And you relied on Miles Johnson to get rebounds and get putbacks. And, well, you hope dunks. But in that game, it didn't really happen. I hate to bring that up, but. You know, you didn't. Your offense wasn't through Miles Johnson. He was down there to get rebounds and putbacks. There weren't. They weren't setting up plays for him. It was all guard play. That was our best team, and we were this close away from beating a two seed and being in the Sweet Sixteen. So, again, and Jacob Young was a transfer pickup. So you have to kind of try and assimilate a team like that, where it's guard heavy. The play goes through the guards, and the centers are kind of just there to rebound. I hate to say it it's kind of what the NBA has gone to at this point and that's probably why it's one of the reasons why I don't like the NBA because the centers have become a useless position other than just for rebounding and you have the anomalies like Jokic and Embiid where the teams go through those guys but i mean honestly um but those, you know, guys, what's, yeah, what's the track record of NBA teams winning through centers at this point?
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing, and also those centers aren't playing like typical centers. They are forced to play like guards. I right, mean, Embiid's pulling up on threes. Jokic essentially runs the point for the Nuggets. Yeah, so they just
4: happen to be yeah. giant yeah.
2: guys. They, yes. and, they, and they can shoot. It helps. Mm-hmm. But so you look around the league, and you know. Nick Claxton, for the Nets example, he's a rebounder and a defender. He's not your main source of offensive points. It's McCall Bridges. It's Spencer Dinwiddie. It was Durant. It was Kyrie. Like, the list goes on and on. And college teams are starting to figure this out and kind of switch it up. And the Big Ten, I think, is late to the party. I think most conferences have kind of figured this out, that guards need to be the reason why you win. You look at the Arkansas-Kansas game from this weekend, right? You look at Arkansas, they win by one point. Ricky Council, the fourth, and... Um, Devonte Davis, both guards for Arkansas, combined for 46 of the team's 72 points in the win, and they both shot 15 plus times. No one else was in the double digits. In fact, no one shot more than no one else shot more than six times. So the offense went through those guys, and they and they combined for two for ten from three. So it's not like these guys were the hot hands. They were just letting them fire. I mean, these were the guys dribbling down the floor, getting to the free throw line, making making free throws. That's another thing we need to find guys guards who can make free uh, throws. Yeah who can check off all the boxes. Cam Spencer can't be the only option. And then, you know, you foul any of the other four guys on the court and it's 65%. That can't, be, that can't happen either. Jacob Young was an 80% free throw shooter. Point being, the Big Ten is late to the party. If we can beat these other teams to the punch, we could have some success. And the transfer portal, I mean, there's talent everywhere. The gap between the ones and the 16 seeds have gone down drastically over the years. You have FDU beating... Purdue this past weekend. I mean, you have Princeton beating number 2 Arizona. It's been like three March Madnesses in a row where the two seeds lost, I think, or maybe three of the last four. You had Oral Roberts, you had Princeton, and um, you had uh, Sam Peters. All the last three. So the talent gap has—like, why can't Rutgers recruit a Max Amos from Oral Roberts? Mm -hmm. That kid is so gifted. You don't think out of high school if he had a D1 offer he would have went there? It's, it's guards like that where you have to find that diamond in the rough if you're yeah. Rutgers, if you're Steve Peichel, and Penn State did it to their credit, and it got Shrewsbury a job at Notre Dame, so, you know, yep. if Peichel can do that, and again, the recruits will come, but if you can get the one, like, kind of the uh, bridge the gap, in a sense, for a one-year thing, for a senior or something like that, then we'll be good
0: yeah for sure but a couple quick stories as we finish up yep micah shrewsbury reportedly heading to notre dame jets made a couple moves elijah moore on the move to cleveland jets signed mccall hardman and john morant returns to the lineup off the bench tonight for the grizzlies against the rockets but we've hit the top of the hour that's going to be it for the wrsu crew dj lisa is coming up next on the other side of this break so we hope you enjoyed stay tuned monday through thursday six to eight fridays four to six and always available after the fact on spotify the wrsu crew for Brett Hahn, Jack Basea, Dylan Allen, and Gideon Fox, I'm Eddie Kaleggi. Stay tuned for further programming here on 88.7 FM and WRSU.org.